Welcome to today's episode of the Flank Podcast. Startups are like dating. It's not like you sort of lay this trap and the other person's like, oh my God, I want to marry this person. Then you're like, aha, I got you. It's just like much more incremental. The Flank Podcast isn't actually a podcast. It's just us open sourcing our thought process. We're a two-year-old startup. The team is me, Angus, and two other software engineers, Bryce and Mallory. We've got $164,000 in the bank, we've got one great customer, and now we're trying to figure out how to replicate that sale. Today's conversation is about the unsexiest thing and the hardest thing and the most important thing, getting more conversations with the right people. Lean in, go the other direction and be like, this is unimportant and we take care of it. You know, it's annoying not like, hey, this is the most important thing in the world. Like, wow. Um. With every passing day, I'm becoming more and more convinced that the key to succeeding in a startup is just being yourself and getting out of your own way. You're doing this thing that you've never done before and you're trying to fit in. So there's this temptation to act a certain way. But if you're acting, it immediately comes across to other people as not being authentic. So recently in an email, I described our product as being boring. And it actually got a good response. So that's one thing. Another thing is, I was talking to this. Can I have one comment on that? This is Mallory. She is, like me and Bryce, a software engineer. She claims that she's terrible at sales, but she normally has pretty good feedback when it comes to anything outreach related. Yeah. yeah. I think, uh, like, I agree, but I think you have to be careful with the language there because, like, like boring and unimportant are not the same in my head, at least like on that, how we talk about it, you know, like there's exciting, but like unimportant, but there's also like boring and important, you know? Yeah. So there's yeah, kind of like that's... an axis there that I think of it more as like a grid as opposed to just like either. Yeah. Or. Yeah. Unimportant, I think is the wrong word. Probably more like an, the annoying. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so I probably shouldn't describe what we've been working on for two years as unimportant. It's just hard to get out of your own head. This is really important to us. We've been working on it for two years. So when we take our head out of the sand and interact with the rest of the world, it can be difficult to switch back to the same wavelength as everyone else. It's easy to overthink something as simple as just asking your friend for a warm intro. Sort of on the two ends of the spectrum, just transactionally asking for something isn't great just you know asking them for like hey do you want to catch up kind of doing both at once seems to work better and i think it's a little more authentic and i don't know i just i like actually enjoy catching up with people and i'm also kind of moving the ball forward on what we're trying to do and um and also, I don't think it's the case that people feel like they're bothered. A lot of people, you know, actually do want to catch up and just shoot the shit for 30 minutes. Um, and I think there's something kind of similar on sales calls where, like, on like on one hand, I think sometimes I'm, like, way too direct. And then on the other hand, I think sometimes I'm, like, way too indirect. And I think there's sort of a just do both answer that's better where... You know, it's just like being more upfront, like, hey, we've built this thing. It's really useful. Um, 
but also, you know, tell me about you type of thing. Um, as opposed to kind of dancing around and like trying to wait for that like aha moment. The other, the other thing I will say is like, I think to go back to the dating analogy, we use the dating analogy a lot as a way to get out of our own heads because it's an example of sales that everyone can do, but nobody talks about it that way. People don't read books about it. They don't get in their heads and come up with a script and a formula. Well, maybe some people do. You know, it's not like you, like when you date someone, like it just kind of like, you just kind of gradually go from one date to another. It's not like you sort of lay this trap and then the other person's like, oh my God, I want to marry this person. Then you're like, ha, I got you. Um, it's just like much more like incremental. And I think to some... Think yourself, e- I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think... Well, yeah, maybe I've been doing it wrong. I don't know. I've only got a sample size of one, so, you know. So at some point, the conversation drifted to the value prop of the product. For background, the original insight of Flank was, wow, it's basically impossible to run a piece of code that lives in the cloud. And that has never changed. So in a sense, the product has changed very little. But the value prop, in the sense of the way we explain it to people and the way we understand it to solve their problems, that changes all the time. No, I think that makes sense. Yeah. And like, I think the smaller we can make flank, like the better, you know? I think there's a temptation mm-hmm. to like try to swallow everything else. But then if you're doing like 10 different things, and then it's like, oh, like, you know, ChatGPT just kind of knocked out five of them, then you're sort of fucked. Whereas yeah. like if we have this one like very narrow little slice of the stack that we're helping with, then it just becomes much easier to sort of like point in a different direction if we need to, or just handle the piece that's our responsibility. And like, I think there's another thing here too, where, and we haven't gotten to this constraint yet, but just in terms of adoption, I think one of the challenges here is that this is a scaling problem. What is this problem exactly? Well, describing it concisely is our challenge. And I never thought that two years in, we'd still be learning new things about how to describe the problem. Like I said, at a high level, it's hard to run code that lives in the cloud. But if you say that to someone, they just look at you like, who cares? This is a scaling problem. And so companies don't really know they have this problem until they have it. So it's not necessarily the type of thing that a company would install from day one. You know, like mm-hmm. if you use AWS from day one, it's like AWS and Azure, it's like they're trying to get people on day one, right? Because like mm-hmm. it's super sticky and you need that thing from the get-go. This is not something you need on day one. It's something you need like two or three years in. And it's got to be both, I think, easy to install and easy to rip out. And easy to rip out might sound bad, but I think that's actually just a selling point. And if it's super valuable you know, people aren't going to want to rip it out. Yeah, I agree. I was even just talking to Rob about Mike using it. So at the beginning, I said that we've got one customer. There's actually some other bit players in the mix. So Rob is Mallory's boyfriend, and he wrote some code that lives on AWS. Mike is Rob's boss. Mike needs Rob to run his code from time to time. Obviously, that's an annoying access problem for both of them. So Mike uses Flank to run Rob's code on his own. Yeah, I agree. I was even just talking to Rob about Mike using it. Um, 
I guess they talked about it the other day and Mike was like, oh, it's great. Like I'm using it all the time now, which I don't know what that actually means in terms of runs, but, um, but like he also wouldn't have done it if he like didn't have the option to back out of it, I think. Back to the topic of conversations. One common piece of advice is to go to conferences and meetups where your type of people hang out. Um, but yeah, anyways, kind of like my reflections on how the past week or a couple of weeks have been going. This is Bryce. Bryce, like Mallory, is a software engineer. But unlike Mallory, Bryce wants to be really good at sales. And he thinks he can be really good at sales. And I agree. If sales is a learned skill, Bryce has what it takes to learn anything. He's incredibly genuine, honest, and open to feedback. Whenever he fails at something, he just sees it as a test. Starting off with like the networking events, like it feels like it's like a really good place to like meet a bunch of people and like test out like some sort of messaging. And I I found it like pretty effective for like iterating on how I describe flank a lot. And like, you can just get a ton of reps in that really quickly, which is valuable. But I think like of the kind of like 18 people who I've talked to for like uh, over like, I don't know, 10 to 15 minute conversation, like only one of them I think is like actually remotely useful for playing. Um, like the David guy who I like kind of has mentioned and has just like experience in this space. Yeah. Whereas it feels like a lot of other people going to these events are um, just early stage founders who are like, uh, just like looking for someone for X, Y, or Z reason or like, engineers who are like, uh, I have an idea, like, I kind of want to start like practicing, exploring it and like talking with other people. So um, it, it just feels like it's not really necessarily like the right crowd. I don't know if that part. Makes yeah, more- I think all, all these events are a little bit like you show up to a bar and it's just all guys, you know, and like sometimes and like, and like, so, like sometimes you need that, like you kind of need that as a part of like your fabric because you know, if you go on a date and you have no guy friends, that's a little bit of a red flag. But at the same time, like we don't just want to like high five dudes all day. Like, you know, like we need to go on some dates too. The easiest way to get dates is to ask your friends for warm intros. But some people don't like making intros. It's just another three sentence email to agonize over. So it's tough to strike the right balance when you're asking someone for connections. You kind of have to get value out of your network, but it also just feels very weird and transactional to treat all of your contacts like people that you're data mining. Um, And, you know, we don't want to be like those people who date by like hooking up a dating app to like an API and then, you know, having like AI conversations with people and like, (laughs) you know, going through like 2000 people a day, like all that, all the weird shit that people do. there's not, there's probably not that many people doing it, but you know what I mean? We don't want to be like one of those people. And so I think another, another piece of this is like finding ways that we can just make flank the company kind of like work for us and our friends. I think the, the podcast I still think is like an interesting angle there where it's just like, Hey, do you want to like hop on with us? Like it'd be pretty fun, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, like if, that's if we like, can, if we can keep it like fun and casual in a way, but um, yeah, or like if they like you know if they like doing a certain th- if they like making YouTube videos, you know we should just make a YouTube. Video. 
People who are amazing at startups don't seem to be doing a startup. They just seem to be living. And that's the goal. One area where I am incredibly uncomfortable and cannot do this at all is social media. Um, I think one thing that's interesting in this area is like the way that button eyes and retool to their social media um, is very like. This is Trevor. He was our intern last summer and he's doing the same thing this summer. He's a rising senior, he'd be down to drop out and he could help us right now, but we also don't have the money to bring someone on full time. It's one of the many trade-offs and timing questions that we're thinking about. The way that button eyes and retool to their social media um, is very like, so they're always talking about like the latest features or if there's a big release, there'll be a post for that. Um, and outside of that, it's just announcements and stuff. So a similar model might be interesting for us. Um, One thing I'd say about that is generally, I find that I pay attention to feature stuff for products that I'm already a big user for. So like the Notion change log, I actually read whenever they update the product um, yeah. just because I expect good things out of it. But if I don't really use the product, like if I go to someone's Twitter and I just see a bunch of features, I'm like, meh, like, that's not super interesting to me. So that that feels like it's kind of targeting like later in the consumption chain, you know, where. It definitely is. I mean, the thought is like, if someone goes to our website, starts to get a feel for what the product is and they're, they're trying to investigate further, seeing what we're actively currently changing um, by going to our Twitter gives them an idea of like, what we're focusing to work on and stuff. Yeah. And I think it provides like a more detailed vibe check. Um, I do, I do, I do agree with that. I do agree with that. And maybe, I think one thing that um, I think would make sense is like open sourcing our change log and basically just turning that into a newsletter. Because um, I mean, we're, Something else I'm thinking about here is like, how can we, we're, we're, there's already a lot of stuff that we're doing and how can we leverage it better? Thanks for tuning in. This was our meeting from July 10th, 2023. Our hope is that by publishing this, other people in the startup community can benefit from what we're learning right now in real time. If you want to learn more about the podcast, you can check us out at Twitter at flank underscore ATX. I'm also on LinkedIn, Angus Mitchell, and our website is flank.cloud. Tune in next week as we take Flank public. Just kidding. We'll continue to agonize over how to spend our time. Thanks again. I need to go on more dates, basically. <laughs> Sorry, Rachel, but in order for Flank to succeed, that's Yeah. Firing up the dating apps. Flank investor uh, update. So bad news, no revenue, but good news. I've been on 62 dates in the last 30 days.